All right, guys, we are live. It is Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. It's that time. That time. Anything before I drop the music and we get started? Any first thoughts, Grice? Hey, football's here for us, Mallard Creek. Football's here. Uh oh. I just football in Mallard Creek. Here we go. Hey, see, let's. Okay, in the interest of time, I'm going to get right to it. We're going right to what did you see? All right, we had a bunch of games. Grace, you over in the Hopewell game on uh, Friday night when they played East Mac, and they got a they got a milestone win. Tell us a little bit about the milestone win they got. Yeah, so a lot of storylines there. I mean, of course, clearly everybody understands uh, my connection there. The Our old defensive coordinator, Coach Lenny Sanders, is now the head coach at East Mac High School. Um, you know, glad to get him there um, under the AD, former head coach of Olympic Coach Fowler. Um, you know, Coach Bird is able to win the first actual road win of the program. Um, you know, one of those little things starting a new program. It's always tough whenever, you know, you, you got to get these kids to perform at home as they do on the road. So. Great win there. Again, one of the bigger wins of, of Coach Bird's, uh, you know, career there. So definitely great, pretty emotional, great for me to kind of see two old, you know, guys like his friends and mentors do battle. Yeah, and you caught up with uh, two Hopewell players and coach after the game. So let's hear what they had to say. We talked all week about starting fast, starting fast, starting fast, you know, not li- not waiting for the game to come up. Go take the game. And I thought the guys did a good job. We came out, got to score the first drive, balled down a little bit. Got a couple scores, got a nice score for the end of the half. The thing I was most proud of, like I always tell them, you know, how you start at the halftime is a big tale of kind of how the game is going to finish, in my opinion. So for us to go first play, study, you know, come right back out on D, you know, get a, get a three and out, uh, big, big deal, big deal. Really, this is like a revenge game. You know, I used to play here, so, you know, got to come in here and execute. We started off the game slow, but, you know, second quarter, we just got to keep it going. Definitely. And I, I felt like you elevated your game you know, a little bit more than against Cox Mill last week. Can you talk about some of the things and some of the reasons why you were able to take it to the next level outside of, of course, you know, playing against your former team? It's really all about mentality. That's, that's really what it's all about. Next game, you do bad, you just got to keep going. Next game, you just got to do even better. Damon, we got to turn it to you. You know, a couple big catches. You know, we talked about last year, you know, you being a starter, missing most of the season of injury. Can you talk about your mentality after that major injury and how you've kind of taken that into the work this year? Well, you know, like, I haven't won uh, my whole entire hope of years. I come with the same intensity every game. You know, I put my heart out for real. Um, I don't leave nothing behind either. And I come out here and I work every day. I work at practice. You know, and uh, I just kind just of Talk about kind of milestones for you as a, you know, a young head coach. I think you had two here, of course. First road win you know, for your program. And again, first uh, against your former defensive coordinator, Lenny Sanders. I know, you know, that was a, a tough game, of course, you know, even even for me being part of this staff as well. Can you talk about, you know, your mentality going into that and just, you know, how you're able to kind of focus with everything? Yeah, well, you know, it's tough. When you're when you, uh, playing against a guy that you sit in the room with for, you know, the last four or five years and you talk defense and bounce ideas off each other, you know, it's almost like you're in each other's heads, you know. So uh, the thing is, you just can't try to uh, overcomplicate the game. You know, he knows what we do. We know what he do. So it's just more about, you know, uh, who, who guys will make more plays. And that's what I told the guys. Like, we're not scheming up nothing special or nothing. We just got to go out and make plays. 
Well, that was a really big win for them. And then across town at West Charlotte, Coach Griner, who's in the back, proved you can go home again. You got to win at Harding. And then after the game, Coach Griner had a couple. Coach, coach told me, he said, he said it was on me. And off rip, we was gonna go. We was gonna go with um, fly balls to me. But I said I, I said I was gonna take it back on kick return. So that's what I did. All right. Hey, first off, I already knew I was going to the crib. <laughs> I felt like I was going right. I saw the left. And I just hit it hard. I had to finish it for my boys. What does that mean to you guys? Hey, it mean a lot. My boy was cheering me on the sideline, boost me up, help me keep going. We scored on the very first play on the offense, got called back. We had another big run at the end of the game, got called back. So yeah. we, we literally had two penalties that cost us, you know, 80-yard touchdown exactly. plus Big, big kickoff return from the end day to set the tone in the second half. That was phenomenal. I thought the defense did a phenomenal job the whole night. They did fantastic. We put them in one bad situation, and it cost us out of that uh, long – that long right, delay, yeah. and you know, hopefully he's okay. But um, I'm very proud of our guys. I mean, it's always tough having a bye week for yeah, first, first game, week. Yeah, your first games after someone's already had a game and, and felt out, like you know, the cramping situations, the conditioning, exactly. you know, the intake of what you're supposed to get hydration wise. So it was good to get that out of the way and then get a win. And uh, you know, I love being here. I, I spent a lot of yeah, a lot of years here, and I spent a lot of time here, and, and you know it's bittersweet because I love all those guys over there. The coach, they do a great job, know them personally, and uh, hope I hope they do really, really well. I think their team plays very, very hard, uh, and I think they're going to win some games. Yeah. I mean all right, now the game of the year, Chris. Uh, we called it uh, Butler and Richmond County. What'd you see there before we dropped the highlights? What'd you see on Butler Richmond, Chris? Two exceptional teams. Both of them were well coached. Uh, punches, counter punches. It was like a heavyweight fight. Uh, you know, these guys, just when you thought Richmond was out, uh, they made a huge comeback to, to get back into it, eventually take the lead. Richmond uh, Butler came back and kind of uh, put the clamps on it. You thought you thought it could have went either way down there towards the stretch. Uh, Kellen Hood, you, you got to give hats off to him. Uh, about 150 on the ground, about 117 or so more through the air. Uh, I think his versatility was just enough to, to kind of put the Raiders overboard. Gary, uh, your thoughts here? Like Chris said, the the coaching were the coaching in this game was phenomenal because you know Butler started out fast and then Richmond adjusted and they took the lead going into the half. And then Butler came out and adjusted, and they they regained the lead, and then finally Richmond fenced it off. So it's a great game to watch um, the adjustments, the coaching adjustments. Mm. To because uh, one of the things I, I really noticed is how the the quarterback Hood he was he he had a phenomenal second quarter yes. where they just couldn't stop him. They had they didn't have enough guys in the box, and they made that adjustment at the halftime. And they slowed him down the third quarter, and it was just a great game to watch. And and they will probably see each other later on down the line if Richmond gets put in the West. I think Richmond's going to go east, but Grice had the interviews. Grice got the interview. Had the interviews after the game. We hear from Grice and uh, and Coach. I was just like, hey, man, we got to go out there and score. Defense did their part. We got to go out there and score. My coach told me he was like, defense gonna get a stop, and I'm gonna have a chance. Anytime I see y'all, even I came out here tonight, it's like, you know, y'all don't respect this big
All right, so that was that game. And then we had South Mecklenburg. Uh, Chris got a big win over Providence. Coach Evans is a little upset with us at the observer because we call it an upset because South was ranked 14, Providence <laughs> ranked 9, 14 beats 9. That's an upset, right? Yeah, I, I understand where he's coming from. And, and you're right. 
semantics it is, you know, 914, it is what it is. Uh, but I don't see that as an upset. I think, you know, South is just a really good, gritty football team. I've seen them last year, you know, they're very big up front, very physical up front, and they're going to win games. And, and, you know, looking at how they played against Charlotte Catholic, who we know is a strong team, and then look forward and look how Catholic just dominated the Hickory Ridge team that we also know is a good team. I oh, think yeah. that just solidifies They didn't dominate them. They didn't dominate them. <laughs> they didn't dominate. Yeah, they threw the ball, ball over. They threw the ball over three times. They didn't dominate them. Okay. They didn't hey, 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 don't talk about Gary's man juke like that. Come on. But it's they all, didn't. I was there. They didn't. Look, let's let's go back to South, man. Coach Evans has some thoughts after the game. Well, this week we really pushed harder in practice. We fixed up the mistakes that we made last week. Came in with a better attitude. Worked hard all practice. We only gonna continue to work harder. Were we discouraged at all last week? Because it seemed like he came so close. We wasn't discouraged, man. We pick ourselves up. We know the mistakes we made. We got to fix it, and we fixed it today. Now, the defense kind of helped you out tonight, yeah. though, didn't it? And, yeah. and special teams. Right. Uh, that that kind of makes a difference when they're making big plays, too, doesn't it? Yeah, we're, we work hard every practice for it. And they come out here and play hard because they work hard in practice. Uh, Coach, well, talk about what the difference was between last week and this week. Uh, the kids cleaned up a lot of their mistakes that they made last week, right? We didn't. We didn't turn the ball over. We didn't throw red zone interceptions. We protected the ball. We played even better on defense than we did last week. Um, and the kids just competed their butts off. They played at a higher level. We battled all week with getting off the field because of heat and having to go in the gym and having to do back and forth. And I mean, they, I can't say enough about you know how hard these guys worked all week and they got better from last week to this week. Your defense really kind of made a, a statement here tonight, though, didn't it? Oh, man. I mean, you got a great running back over there in one, man. And he's, I mean, he's going to Air Force. He's phenomenal. He never stops running. Uh, defense swarmed. They got after it. I challenged them this week to, to get after him. And I thought they answered the challenge. It, it, you made big plays, uh, offense, defense, and special teams then too with that punt return. Yep. Yep. We had, uh, you know, we always want to try to get a score, you know, on special teams, which is always a great thing. Um, you always want to get plus two in turnovers, you know, and we, we had a great job doing that tonight. Um, still want to clean up some of the ball security stuff that we mm -hmm. had, a couple, couple issues with that. But, you know, Anthony found a crease, stuck his foot in the ground on that punt return and didn't stop until he flipped the ball to the referee in the end zone. All right, so we got new faces on the screen. Sam is getting nervous. Yeah, I mean, all we do is just get kids that have 1,400 on SETs and come to the game show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, I figured you out now, Langston. You're All you do is you go look at SAT scores. No, 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 no. I, I got my man. I got my man, Nate Hyduke. Am I saying it right? Yes, sir. Um, It's, it's pronounced Hyduke, so like high and then Duke. Um, Hyduke from Providence High School. Tell us a little about the season of Providence and how you guys are doing. Uh, you know, so far we, we're coming off a loss to South Mech, but, you know, at the same time, I think we really needed that loss because, uh, you know, coming off a good season that we had last year, um, we built up our confidence maybe a little bit too much, and uh, we lost that hunger and that drive that we had last year. So, um, you know, we're ready to get after Mallet Creek this week. Tell us about playing Mallet Creek. They hadn't had a game. You guys had a little warm-ups there, an advantage there. Um, so, you know, I know that they're going to be ready. They're excited. This is their first game out. So uh, we just we just got to do our thing and practice. Uh, coming off this loss, you know, we got we got the same hunger and drive that they do, knowing that this is their first game. So uh, we've been watching film and, and having having good practices, and you know we just ready ready to to get ready to go on Friday. 
Sam, I've been watching filming this young man today. He's got happy feet and he can bring the load. Uh, you'd love to have him on your team, but right now he's about to take you down. <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, you guys give him the answers. I mean, I had to go perfect last week to even, you know, it's just crazy. Man, do you have any clue what these questions are? No clue. No clue, but I'm, no I'm ready. No clue. No, I, do. I, I do. I call. I, I call. I know you just bet all in right there. I, I call. You bluffing. No, I don't know. He didn't tell me nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just going for it. Here, here we go, brother. I'm not MJ, just Coach Griner, but I'm the goat of the game show. That's a good look I got right there, though. <laughs> yeah, got your little gun, got your little guns out, and everything. All right, Nate, you know how this goes. I put the questions up on the screen. Uh, the Dale and Chelsea read them. You pick one of the choices. Uh, you have to go first because Sam has his rule because you're the visitor. I might change it up today. Are you going to go first? No. I was just Okay, all right. Here we go, Dale. Okay. Netflix has a new high school football show based on a small town team in Georgia where football is king. What is it called? And football is king down there. A, undefeated. B, QB County. C, title town high. D, greater. All right. Um, I was supposed to say that I love. I'm going, I'm pretty sure I'm going C, title town, title town high. All right, Samuel. Holly, man, I ain't got no time to watch no TV right now. Shoot. <laughs> That's right. your daughters. They're in the background with the Google. Yeah, well, there. I mean, you got Dale saying QB. He didn't say country. He's saying QB <laughs> County. I'm like confused now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think C sounds right. I said five title town high. I'm going with C. You're going with C. That is the answer. Title town high. So we are tied at one. I, I don't know how you always do this, Sam. It's like you, you get lucky. <laughs> And then, and then they start. You know, one thing straight. All these coaches, you know, we all talk to each other. The one thing everybody says is good luck, good luck, good luck. You'll never hear me say that. I don't believe in luck, care less about it. I think it's like evil. I like. Right, we'll see how lucky you are on this question, Chelsea. All right. <laughs> NC State's football team has had winning seasons in six of the past seven years. The Wolfpack was four and eight in 2019 and only beat one ACC opponent. Who was it? A, Florida State, B, Syracuse, C, North Carolina, D, Georgia Tech. Samuel. I'm going, I'm going uh, D, Georgia Tech. No, 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 Sam has to go, not you. Oh, Sam Sam going first? All right, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Samuel. I'm going to go A, Florida State. Florida State. Who are you going, Nate? I'm going Georgia Tech. I'm going Georgia Tech. The answer is B, Syracuse. I knew Dale knew the answer to that question. 16 I was 10. thinking Syracuse, too. But gosh. I was about to tell him to use Sam's strategy. Did you, did you know that, Dale? I put that yeah. in there for you. Oh, yeah. Florida State. Not the only Florida. question I knew out of this whole <laughs> tonight. Oh, I'm going to let him answer. I'm going to let him answer. I'm going to see what he thinks. What? I was going to let him answer. I was like, mm, I'm going to see what he's yeah, thinking. I know, I know you are. So I'll stop him. Chelsea, let's go. All right. The number one R&B hip-hop song in the country right now is Rumors. Which rapper appears on the song with Lizzo? 
A, Lil' Kim, B, Cardi B, C, Meg the Stallion, or D, Nicki Minaj? Nate. I don't I don't listen to no Lizzo, but um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Megan the Stallion. I don't even know. Meg the Stallion, we twerking. What you got saying? Golly, man. Is he really <laughs> doing the okie doke coming right there? Because I'm, I'm, I'm I was hoping he knew this. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Gary in the back saying say sound he's saying <laughs> Say Tim Tebow. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong? You need to put you on the clock, man. Cause you take so long. I don't answers. know. I'm, I could. There ain't no clock. You can't change the rules on it. I'm not changing. It needs to be. Oh my <laughs> God! Let me get a new host. We need a game. We need a game clock. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go. Dolly Parton. Cardi B. B. You gonna go Cardi B? Mm-hmm. There you got it right. <laughs> I don't know. He had to wait till his daughters got the answer. I know. His yeah, daughters, my daughters are seven, eight years old. They listen to Christian music. They don't listen. To- <laughs> well, but they got Google. <laughs> they got Google. <laughs> I swear. Are they I just googling Lizzo or whatever. I swear. Chelsea, let's go. All right, Charlotte Hornets rookie Lamelo Ball won NBA Rookie of the Year last season, but who finished second? A, Tyrese, Hale Burton, Sacramento. B, Anthony Edwards, Minnesota. C, John Morant, Memphis. D, Patrick Williams, Chicago. Uh, who's first this time? It's uh, me, I think. Yes, you. Okay. Golly, can I just, like, think this out? All no, right. we we got to – we don't want to be on the clock. All right, I'm not saying John Morant. I think – I don't think John Morant was a – Rookie last year, he was good the year before. I think. I can't back on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep. Patrick Williams. All right, what you got, Nick? Hello, I'm going. Um, I'm going to be Anthony Edwards. We are tied. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Nate. Anthony Edwards, huh? I want to Nate converting. Nate converting on fourth down right there for John, sure. John was not a rookie, right? Last no, year. Not. he was a rookie uh, two years ago. I, I, was years ago. Years I was trying to fool you. I was trying to fool you with that one. I was trying to fool you with that one, sis. Yeah, I, don't, All right. I, mean, I knew that it wasn't. Um, All little, right, uh, Dale play. has the final question, and we are tied. So the winner wins. Okay. This All right. For, this is for the win. For the win. No steals here. In the new DC movie, The Suicide Squad, which famous actor plays Bloodsport, the character who put Superman in the hospital? Idris A, Idris Elba, B, Will Smith, C, Sylvester Stallone, D, John Cena. Nate. I'm going... I'm going D, John Cena. John Cena. Samuel. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. I remember watching this movie. I'm trying to remember which one was Bloodsport. I'm going to go with A. Hey, how do you do this? Oh. Sam wins. Sam wins. Well, 
I, 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 I was really, I was really pulling for you to get that last question. So you, can I didn't, I didn't even four corner it right there. I just went, I went, I went against my, I went with my gut this time. All right, Nate, I got to bring in Grice. Grice, assistant coach at Mallet Creek. You got to face him on Friday. Any, any words of wisdom? Uh, as a coach. Talk some junk. I want to hear some junk. Talk some junk. Give some locker. No, don't do that. No, I don't. I don't. I don't like to talk trash before the game. You know, it's more. First first of all, on a serious note, thank you. We have not had a game. You guys were didn't have a game. We were able to make that happen. I think that's the first thing before you saw the whole who wins. Like, let's get as many games as we can. Yeah, that's that's a that's some real stuff. You guys step up on some anywhere, anytime mentality. So. Look forward to going against y'all, man. We know y'all coming with it. We saw y'all seven on seven, had some good fun at Carolina. Hey, so look forward hey, to Bryce, it. Hey, Bryce, in the group chat, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what he said. He says, I was hoping Nate would get one dub this week. LOL. <laughs> Nate, tell me something. How, how concerned are you guys right now about getting games in and, and that you might not get them all in? How, how big of a concern is that for you? Um, so that's, that's major because, you know, it's like one team at a time. You've seen teams are, are going down one at a time for COVID. So it's like you don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, teams might go out and then it, it might be a few teams left in the playoffs that, that, that you know, don't have COVID. And next thing you know, someone's going to semis or states because, you know, another team has COVID. So it's, it's a huge thing to us, um, you know, staying safe and, 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 and practicing our, our using masks and social distancing. Yeah. So it's, it's big to us right now. That's what's up. Well, look, man, thanks for coming on. Good luck Definitely. to you guys on Friday. Good luck the rest of the season, man. Really enjoyed you. And hopefully we'll have you back. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. All right, y'all. We're going. All right. Nice young man there. Nate Hyduke of uh, Providence High School. Man, that dude brings a load on when I would like to hit his film. He is hard. <laughs> All right. It's time for Kelsey's World. Time for me to take a break. Well, Chelsea, here we are again. Uh, I don't know if we've got some theme music or not for you, but uh, uh, before we do that, uh, tell, tell us who you um, tell us who we talked to this week. Yeah, so I spoke with O-line Taryn Williams from South Mech Football, and I think it's really cool because um, I know they just beat Providence, and in the interview we talked about, you know, his mentality going into that game. So it's cool to see, you know, how it played out and how they did get the win. And a um, really nice kid. He was one who was interested in interview. And to those watching, um, if you want to be featured on the show, my Twitter is at Chelsea Sipple. Uh, send me a DM and I'd love to speak with you. Let's see it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Chelsea Sipple from Talking Prep Charlotte. And here I have Taryn Williams from South Mecklenburg Football across the 2022 O-line. So just talk about how this season has already been going differently, maybe better, um, and just how it's been going so far. Uh, so far, this season's been going good. And to compare it from the spring season, I'm just glad to have all the fans back because I know personally I feed off the energy of the fans. And when I feel, when the energy's good, I feel like I'm playing better. Yeah. And what culture do you guys implement in practices to be the successful team that you guys are? Uh, we have this slogan, it's called the standard. We live by it, we do everything by it. Basically, um, you, no matter where you are, whether you're at home, school, on the field or off the field, you just want to live by the standard, do everything by the standard, make sure you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. And then this will be your senior year. So what are some of your personal goals or team goals you have? And it can be on or off the field. 
Uh, some of my goals are I want to make the playoffs because we haven't made the playoffs in a long time. Mm-hmm. I want to make all conference for like a personal goal. And I also want to lead the our O-line in pancakes. Awesome. And speaking of O-line, how would you describe your game and a threat on the field? I would describe my game. I'm very aggressive and powerful. And in the past game, I'm very patient. I know when to strike and when not to strike. And I'll throw this in there. Um, I don't know if you prepared for it or not, but what's one thing you like to do outside of football just to get to know our athletes? Uh, something that I like to do outside of football, I like to fish and go outside. I've been fishing ever since I was little. It's just something mm-hmm. that helps me relax. Cool. I know that's popular in North Carolina. All right, Chelsea. Uh, at Grice, I was about to say right before we went here, she just continues to get better each week. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, you know, I think we're blessed to go from Kinsey to come right in with Chelsea. And it's like the ball hasn't been dropped. And I mean, I, I you know, everybody always talks about this generation and always says the negative. I'm glad we get to highlight the positive and some amazing young women that are coming in here. And it looks like they're the next, you know, next level and next era of wonderful sportscasters and, and future journalists. So, Chelsea, great job as always. Thank you, Good guys. Job, Chelsea. Great Outstanding. Job. Great job again, Chelsea. Uh, We'll see you next week. Hey, we've got some Mr. Football to talk about. See y'all. All right, guys, we've got some Mr. Football here to go. We've got an updated list. We have trimmed uh, this list to 20 now. uh, And and you know what the question is? who is in, who is out, uh, who may be close. Um, I I think Kellen Hood at Richmond County might be very close to making the list, kind of on the edge this week. Uh, But, Bryce, tell us who some of these top guys are. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you look at the top. I mean, Alonzo Barnett, you know, has started off, you know, scorching hot. I mean, he was, a you know, Grice's gym uh, to start the year with you know, only three quarters of work, putting up major numbers in the first game. Struggled a little bit the second game, but still just continues to shine through. Uh, these next two running backs are no stranger to our watch list. Uh, mm-hmm. Dalen Smothers against two of the best teams in North Carolina and Virginia. So, you know, continue to put up big numbers. Uh, same from uh, Amari and Hampton. And I think you look kind of in the middle here. Um, one big jump, I, I you know, I pointed out, I saw uh, Casey, Kevin Conception of Chambers. Uh, you know, you talk about some of the, the quality that they played, I just stated. Um, two games over averaging over 130, 140 yards receiving, and I think about three or four touchdowns. And, again, they're not playing these easy teams. They're playing some of the top competition, and he's continuing to excel. So this top ten right here is just, you know, jam-packed with some guys that have had some great first few games. Yeah, I think Hood should definitely be in it. I mean, after what he did this past week on a big stage, you know, traveling, what, two hours, what is it, about an hour and 45 minutes? What is it to get to the stadium that they got to? It's, I mean, it's a good little travel. Um, he performed on the highest stage. I mean, he literally led his team to victory. And we, you know, he's got the name to go with it. We know what the other Hood did. So he's got no problems taking things over. So I think he would make the top 20. That would be the only change that I have. And, but saying, uh, I mean, that's the, that's just the tough part, you know? Like, I think, you know, we all – I feel like we all have these, you know, behind the scenes have these arguments because, heck, you can say the same thing for Chambers who drove three hours to Gibbons and five to Richmond, you know? It's just – it's so hard. Like, I agree. And, and you know, that's, why, that's why we have – that's why there's three Chambers up there. Yeah, what, other yeah. has, what other school has three? 
Well, Grimsley had three. Uh, a couple of them have dropped off. You know, I do want to give a caveat to Travis Shaw. Obviously, we've talked a lot about him, the big Carolina commit. He has yet to play this year. That's the reason he dropped off. Uh, you know, there's a couple other guys uh, who is off to some injuries. Uh, of course, um, you know, we've got some guys right on the outside. You know, we, we mentioned our guy, Kellen Hood, of Richmond County. You know, we've got some other guys around the state that have just been putting up some phenomenal numbers, like William Reed of Washington, uh, Adam Cole of Southwestern Randolph. There's some big-time players out there putting up phenomenal numbers. Uh, but right now, this is it. But, I, again, I mean, it, it's some incredible football players making some huge names for themselves here in the state. Definitely, definitely. And I think, Chris, uh, I think we're going to uh, the wonderful, magical Gary Richmond over here to tell you guys like it is. I think, what is it called, Chris, now? The Mind of Gary? <laughs> I'm not a fool. Hey, everyone. Had a lot of good football this past weekend, high school and the start of college football. Uh, one of the things that, that interests me was the game on Sunday on ESPN between IMG Academy and Bishop Sycamore. Well, it turns out Bishop Sycamore fooled the execs at ESPN by telling them they had numerous Division I prospects and it would be a very competitive game. Apparently someone at ESPN didn't do their research because Bishop Sycamore lost to the same IMG Academy by 50 points last year and over 50 points again on Sunday. And it turns out they didn't have any Division I prospects. Somebody at ESPN didn't do their research. The next topic, Trent Dilfer. Former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer uh, was videotaped. Doesn't like when his players talk back. Using force to restrain a player and keep him from either other players or another coach. We didn't see the beginning of the confrontation. Folks, let me tell you, I've been a high school teacher for over 30 years, and I broke up over 100 fights. Uh, and you have to use force. I don't think he was trying to hurt the kid. I think he was trying to keep the kid from getting in more trouble. Was it too much force? We don't know unless we see what preceded the video. Right now, I'm going to give Coach Dilfer a benefit of the doubt because I know there are certain circumstances where you're trying to protect the kid from getting in more trouble and you have to restrain them. That looks like what took place, but we'll have to wait and see how the administration deals with it. The big news today is... Cam Newton got cut. Am I surprised? No. Uh, Cam didn't have a great season last night. He's never been the most accurate passer. But I think Cam accelerated uh, his getting cut by not getting the vaccine. He missed four days of camp last week, which gave his competition, Mac Jones, the opportunity to, um, to show the coaches and his teammates he was capable of leading the Patriots in week one. Um, we haven't heard yet where the cam was released uh, because he asked to be released uh, with the opportunity to catch on with another team or whether Coach Belichick felt like 
Uh, his personality was too big in the locker room, and he didn't want that distraction from Mac Jones. The lesson here is quarterbacks need to be vaccinated. They're the most important players on the team, and the team needs to be able to depend on you to be there. And Cam wasn't there, and I think that cost him his job with the Patriots. And I don't think anyone else will sign him unless he agrees to get vaccinated. Uh, he's a big personality, and it's always going to be an issue if he's not on the field. The last thing is this weekend, we got some big games coming up in Charlotte. Thursday night, we got App versus East Carolina, a state rivalry. Friday night, we have Duke coming to Charlotte to, to play the UNC Charlotte 49ers, their first home game against a Power 5 opponent. And then Saturday, the big one, national television, Georgia versus Clemson. Um, what a great football weekend we have to look forward to. And, of course, let's not forget about the Tar Heels on Friday night against Virginia Tech. Big expectations for the Heels. But if they get off to a slow start, all those expectations go down the drain. Wow. Good stuff, Gary. Thank you. I like it. Y'all like want to comment on Bishop Sycamore? That is hilarious. Crazy. I mean, right? it's incredible. Like, it's incredible. Like, I think you look at that story. And, again, you know, we, we don't want to be, you know, be seeming sensitive. We do understand the nature of, you know, older kids playing out there. But, like, like, look at the jerseys. Like, did you see the picture of, like, them only having home jerseys and them not actually having a way? So they're playing a team with black jerseys, and they have on black even though they're the away team. I mean, it's unreal stuff. Yeah. And they played Friday night. They had two games in three days. Right, right. And I turned it. The, the minute I saw the quarterback take a drop and then just straight duck knowing what was about to happen, I, I put on an old movie. I was like, I can I can use my time better than to watch this kid get killed. Hey, I hear Kenzie's watching, by the way, and she's talking about her Tennessee Volunteers playing on Thursday. Come on, Gary. What do you say about that? Tennessee. Who is Tennessee playing? That's the point. Well, no, we miss Kenzie. We love you, Kenzie. Hey, well, you got you to gotta get in here, man. We should have got Kenzie in here to battle Gary a little bit. I know, I know they had a ton of transfers. And a new coaching staff, so they got a lot of rebuilding to do at Tennessee. It's going to be oh, interesting God. to see how they focus uh, and how they kind of pick it up. But you know what? Hey, Guru, this is one of the hardest jobs I think on this show. You ranking these you know teams from one A to four A. Again, I love Gary's part because he's opinionated. He gives us some great topics. Now let's get into some of that nitty gritty. Let's go to the rankings. Langston, drop those rankings starting with the one A. Chris, take it away. All right, man, this is easy for me. I've been doing it for 15, 20 years. Uh, let's start right here with the 1As you mentioned. Uh, number one team, Eastern Randolph, uh, had a big win uh, on Friday night, beating Asheboro, uh, 3A Asheboro, by the way. Number two, Tarboro, Robbinsville's number three, even coming off that tough loss to 2A Brevard. Brevard's one of those 2A powers. Uh, Mountain Heritage, number five. Uh, number three and number five, they play each other Friday night. That's going to be a big game. Mountain area right there in the mix at four. They had a huge win against Drum. Uh, Mitchell had that tough, tough loss to Lake Norman. I think that says a lot for Mitchell, Ooh, though, to be a 1-18 yeah. to schedule that game. That day, by the way, that day, go up and play 
uh, Lake Norman on the road, nearly pulled it out. Murphy sitting there. Thomasville, big win over Montgomery Central. Look at the back half. Rosewood, uh, they play Princeton this week. Northside, Thomas Jefferson, East Wilkes. Uh, watch out for those Cardinals. East Wilkes is really good. Perquimans, Swain County, Riverside. Uh, let's take it over to the 2A. Some good teams there, Grice. I'm telling you, 1A football is uh, yeah. where it's at. Always, always ready to see what Thomas Jefferson has. You know, having uh, Dakota Twitty there. You look at those 1A levels when you have those type of power five guys. You can't count over those teams because guys like that can take over a game. A lot of times I think in 1A, too, or they're – the difference in like certain teams, like you have one team that's so good and teams are not even close to that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Coach. Uh, let's look here at the two a rankings. Obviously the football capital of North Carolina Reedsville right there. Top the rankings had that big win over Greensboro page looking there. Number two burns Northeastern Salisbury had a 44, nothing victory over Polk County Hendersonville at five. They are coming guys. Henderson's going to be right there in the mix. Shelby, what are we saying when Shelby wins and they're still only six? Uh, Maiden had that incredible uh, shutout victory over Watauga. Clinton, uh, look at the back half. Washington, uh, Washington's a good, good team, guys, by the way. Um, St. Paul's, uh, Wallace Rose Hill, Whiteville, Princeton, East Duplin, Monroe. I'm telling you, there is some good, good looking teams here in this 2A. Uh, any thoughts before we switch it over to the 3A? I'm shocked at Burns. I mean, I think that's probably got to be the highest Burns has been, you know, in quite a while. I mean, I think, you know, I know it was 2019. I know they went pretty deep in the playoffs, and I think they lost to either maybe it was a Shelby um, in the playoffs to end their season. But Burns has come out this year, and I think been one of the surprises for me in the 2A uh, classification. They're one of my favorite teams to watch on film. Their head yes. coach does a great job. I, I think the old school stuff is becoming the new school stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. fun to see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we could, I mean, you know, we could spend a whole hour talking about that, how it's kind of a lot of the new age stuff is, is, is kind of turning old again. Let's get 3A. You're right. You're right, guys. Hey, here's the 3A rankings. Hey, quick thing about the 3A, two of the top three or top 10 teams come off losses this week that still remain there playing tough 4A opponents. Uh, Greensboro Dudley's number one. They got a big game Friday against Hillside. Scotland County lost to 4A Hoggard. Uh, they dropped. Lee County dropped after losing to Glenn. You're not going to really penalize those teams too much for losing to 4A powers. Havelock did not play us. One of the reasons they didn't jump up. Jacksonville's on that precipice of really moving up. Terry Sanford has a big game against 13 Cape Fear this week. South Point, big win over East Gaston. 71st is one of those teams, guys, you want to circle uh, that is really looking strong. Rocky Mount had that close loss to Northeastern up in the from the 2A ranks. Uh, look at the back half, East Lincoln Crest. Uh, Wilson Hunt, Cape Fear, Kings Mountain, Statesville, a lot of really good teams. I don't know that we've got any true powers except for maybe two or three of those at the top, but still uh, pretty tight from top to bottom. Uh, all I got to say is if my man respect. Sam Griner goes 2-0, and we got to at least have him in the others receiving votes. I, I, I don't understand. I'm about to get in my Stephen A. Smith. The disrespect well, is crazy. Like, man, deal. Our, our, whole, our whole, all we do is play 4A teams. So, like, oh, they played a 4A team. Well, look at our schedule. We play nothing but 418. Log in, log, log in tomorrow morning right, to Carolina right. Preps, and you'll see the extended version of these sound, and you'll see yourself right there. Uh, probably oh, six Dangerfield over there. Can the man get respect? I've considered you the guru for a long time, but I feel like you ain't got a good crystal ball because I know what we about to do. 
I might, I might not have a crystal ball, but I have a shiny toy that I can see my reflection in. Hey, oh my goodness, that three A is going to be good. I mean, I, we were able to see Dudley up close, and they look like a four A level team with the size, with their numbers. I mean, they're going to be tough to to, to beat going forward. No doubt, Grice. Uh, let's begin here. The 4A uh, Chambers, number one. No question about that. Playing a tough schedule. Huff at two. Richmond moved up to three. East Forsyth moved up to four. Grimsley at five. You know, they had that tough game. They barely escaped uh, that game with Reagan on Friday night. Cleveland, Amarion Hampton was just on fire. Uh, he probably was coming close to moving to my top guy in the Mr. Football list after that performance. Uh, Butler at seven. They didn't drop far with that loss to Richmond. I think we know how strong they are. Uh, there you see Catholic, Cardinal Gibbons. Gibbons is going to go to Richmond County Friday night. Newburn's got that big game coming up. Uh, Glenn, uh, they, they go to Chambers Friday night. Uh, Chambers first game, by the way, on their campus uh, after the rename. Uh, Southview's going to Hope County. That's a big game. Wake Forest at Hoggard this week. Big game. Weddington at West Forsyth. They play a big game. Myers Park sitting right there, man. All these teams are playing each other. It's almost like playoff football right now, the excitement going around 4A. Oh, it's the 4A Fight Club. I mean, that's why I've, I've called it that for the past few years, and it continues to be that. I mean, I think one of the big things, we're going to continue to see how good that Catholic win in week one over South Mech is as they continue to get better and better each week one of the things that, that I continue to point out. And I think you look at that list, a team like Weddington, as they start to get in the meat of their schedule, they've kind of played the private school circuit. Now as they get to some bigger games and get to some, you know, some bigger teams, I think we're going to, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, one game I thought of uh, with 3A with South Point just found out that they're playing Hickory Ridge. Now that's going to be an interesting one kind of back on the 3A level to see how good South Point is this year as they wow. play a top team, as we know, with Jupiter Wilson's uh, Hickory. Uh, I had to get that film, Jupiter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> look at him already setting it up. <laughs> hey, well, you know, Langston always gets on us for being heavy, you know, always talks about how we just continue to talk and talk. This segment, I think, is the most efficient segment of our show. 60 okay. seconds with Chris, I'm ready to hear it. What's up, everybody? Chris Hughes again here for 60 Seconds with Chris here on Talking Preps. Man, we've stood on the outside of the pool for the past couple weeks. I thought, man, what the heck? Let's just get in the pool and do 60 Seconds with Chris. Uh, so here we are. Uh, you know me, guys. We're going to crack open a nice cold sun drop. That citrus taste you just go wild for. Oh, man, I love it. All right, guys, 60 Seconds with Chris. Uh, we had a good uh, past couple weeks. Oh, we're going to kind of step it up. I'm going to give away a few more game balls because I think Guru's game balls really went over well. Uh, so, hey, without further ado, let's go ahead and count it down. Let's wind up that clock. 60 seconds for Chris. Three, two, one, boom, and we're off. Guru's game balls. Adam Cole, Southwestern Randolph. This is a running back, a defensive back. He had 225 all-purpose yards, six touchdowns, guys, six touchdowns. He did it rushing, receiving, fumble recoveries, pick sixes. Man, he was on fire. William Reed, Washington High School, he had 194 yards on eight carries, guys, eight carries. Tyson Riley, big running back at South Point, you know, they ground and pound the ball. 24 carries, 224 yards, big time, man, he deserves game ball. Uh, Derek Matthews, running back at Forbush, big time. Madison High School snapped the second longest streak in the state, 26-game losing streak. Uh, quarterback Caden Hillman had a great game in that one. Uh, the entire staff, the coaches, the players, everybody, the community at Canton Pisgah High School, uh, you know what they've been through. 28-0 win Monday night against uh, Inca. Uh, the, the linebacker, Braden Schuler. what a performance. Great job, Braden. 
um, our very own Sam Griner. Hey, first win at the West Side, WC, uh, West Charlotte, had that big win. Good job, Coach Griner. And, you know, my under-the-radar game this week, um, Southview, uh, going on the road to play Hope County. Uh, that's a big one. Um, just, I think, I, oh, there it is. I, I think I heard the bell. It was kind of weak bell today, but the bell went off. Uh, but hey, guys, that's been 60 seconds with Chris. I hope you like it here in the pool, drinking a sun drop. Man, talking preps. We need to get some type of like music playing before we go right here. I mean, that's some legit background music, Grace. Hey, man, you got to spend the money. You got to do the work. Right I, haven't, I haven't heard music like that since I watched Boogie Nights back in the day. With <laughs> <Kurt Kugler. laughs> well, before, before we get to my game, let's get the Guru's games to watch week two. All right, man. These are some big time games. I mentioned a few of them earlier talking about the rankings. Uh, Glenn going to Chambers again. This is going to be a big night for Chambers. First night in their stadium at the newly named school coming away from Vance. Uh, Wake Forest at Hoggard. Hoggard had that big 24 7 win over Scotland County uh, last week. Gibbons at uh, Richmond County. You know, remember back in April, the third round of the playoffs or second round of the playoffs, Gibbons smoked the Raiders. Uh, I think it might be a little bit different. Let's go around. Yeah. West Forsyth coming down here to Weddington. Reagan at Myers Park. Reagan nearly knocked off knocked off Grinsley. Uh, so I would watch out. Uh, Reagan's got some good-looking toys there, good-looking players there. Uh, Cape Fear, Terry Sanford, big 3A game. Archer Kell at Marvin Ridge. Porter Ridge at – well, actually, I think we're going to scrap that one now. Kings Mountain at Burns. Crest at Shelby. Looking on the other side. Edenton Holmes. This is their first game of the year. They have not played yet. Playing Rocky Mount. This is a Thursday game. Franklin at Swain, Mount Pleasant at West Stanley. If you like old school football, that's going to be a big one. Robbinsville at Mountain Heritage again, kind of that old school classic battle. Greenville Rose, they've had two tough losses heading up the road to Elizabeth City to Northeastern. Dudley at Hillside, that's going to be a phenomenal one. Um, the winner might be the fans. The concession stand food up there at Hillside is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Lake Morgan at Statesville, uh, big rivalry game. Southfield at Hope County, I mentioned that one. Southern Nash at Wilson Fike, that's a Thursday game. That's two big 3A schools. Rosewood at Princeton, used to be a big 1A battle. Now Princeton's up there getting it done in the 2A. That's going to be some good games, guys. Oh, it's going to be some phenomenal games. And, you know, and I always would call uh, the, the Piedmont Triad for a conference, the Baby IMAC. I mean, you got two games that you highlight here. Uh, you look at Glenn coming down to face Chambers, and, and you look at uh, Reagan coming to play Myers Park. If that area wants to make a statement about their football, to me, those two games are going to be the games that I circle for that area, the 3-3-6, to show they can come down here and get it done to the 704. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get our man Alex Zetlow and look talk to these top games uh, from South Carolina, get his piece on those. <laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Alex Zetlow, sports editor of the Rock Hill Herald. For the, the four games that I previewed last week, unfortunately, three of them got foiled because of COVID. So um, hopefully uh, this upcoming week that is different. Uh, but let's get into them. All right, number one, Gray Collegiate at Legion Collegiate. Legion was one of those games last week that, you know, got foiled because of COVID. Um, this, this is finally going to be their NCISAA um, debut. Hopefully, you know, the game goes as planned. Straight straight Heron, uh, a great Rock Hill coach, um, formerly at South Point, formerly at Northwestern, hopefully has those Lancers ready to roll. Northwestern at Clover. Northwestern is coming off a big win um, 
against Rock Hill earlier this week. Clover is coming off a big win in week zero, technically, the opening week against um, Dorman. And so that'll be a clash of two 5A heavyweights. Uh, and then the next two, Lancaster and York, both are coming off of their – or both are starting their first ever games of the 2021 season. Both had two-week quarantines going into uh, week zero. Um, Lancaster is playing a crosstown rival in Chester, and York has rescheduled its game. York was originally supposed to play Westwood. They'll now play at Fort Mill. Fort Mill is 0-2 on the season, looking to get a fresh start. And that's what you have it. Those are the games that I'm looking forward to. All right, Grace. Uh, thanks, Alex, for that. Uh, what is your top games of the week this week? Oh, you know I had to do it. West Charlotte, Independence, Game of the Week. Let's drop it. I, I, had to, I had to ask, you know, I had to get a question from the bosses to make sure we could, we could do this here on the show. But my man Griner's got a big game. Hey, we're trying to get those West Charlotte lines to 2-0, and oh, but uh, I have a feeling that Independence, those Patriots are going to have something to say about it. Again, it's an old-time rivalry. I think that, you know, we've got two great coaches that are trying to bring that back, and Coach DJ McFadden um, and Coach Sam Griner, and I'm excited for it. Here are my three keys for the game. Um, you know, I think the first one, you know, we look at kind of unfamiliar territory for Coach DJ McFadden. I think, you know, that's a testament to some of the quality programs he's been a part of and some of his past success as an assistant. But going 0-1 and losing to Marvin Ridge and, you know, and kind of getting beaten handily, it's going to be key to see, you know, how he responds and how the team responds uh, from that major adversity there. I think that's something that, you know, we're not used to seeing, and it was a little bit of an eyebrow raiser for me. But, of course, as we know, another week to get it right you know, another week kind of post that, that COVID, uh, you know, shutdown that they had. Be interested to see early on how they show and how they bounce back from that week one loss. Also on the West Charlotte side, man, that was a very emotional game. I think I, you know, I tweeted out or I put a status out that, you know, to hear about a West Charlotte Harding, you know, sold out game. I mean, the West side needed that. I'm not from here, but it just got, you know, kind of gave shades of the, the 90s, I guess, over there on the West side. and just was a great feeling. And, you know, the scenes and some of the pictures I saw, it was great to see Harden kind of filled with that, with fans, see the players, you know, really jazzed up. But it creates a letdown spot after such an emotional game. Can Griner continue to get his kids focused and ready to play after, you know, a big win there with a chance to, to go 2-0 and and really kind of set out that, you know, major, that, that kind of spot as a major 3A contender. And then finally, as I look, you know, to, to, to the battle and kind of what's going on with, you know, with the matchup, to me, I, I think that third phase of the game, special teams is going to be key. I mean, we saw, you know, Enday McDowell, you know, had a big return that I think really flipped the game on its head versus Harding. Can he do that again? I mean, I, I think he's a great kid with, you know, has great athleticism. I'm looking at him as a key player in this game that I think could be a major X factor to help Griner get the victory. So, you know, that, that third phase of the game is going to be key, but I'm excited. I, I wish I could be there for you to see what's going on, but you know, we'll see. I know Griner wants hey, to negative, negative Dale gloom and doom in the back trying to say negative stuff. He was not back. It was loaded for people, all right? It was loaded for people that pre- I, 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 saw I, I sent out pictures. was not you couldn't buy any more tickets, doesn't mean it was packed. The stadium was maybe one quarter field. West Side School, check this out. West Side Schools, right? You had close to, what, four or five hundred? It was quarter field. The stadium was one quarter field, maybe. There were more West Charlotte fans there than there were Harding fans. Here's the thing. 
How many times have you heard West Side Schools getting pre-sales tickets? Five hundred of them. See well, what I'm saying? It would have been if they would have if they would have not closed the gates. Because I I even said this to the uh, their AD Coach Bailey. All right, I said I, I'm sorry you guys weren't able to open up the ticket booth because that place would have been crazy packed. Yes, it would have been would've. crazy packed. But it you know. It was just a lot misleading for them to for CMS to say the game was sold out when it was a quarter filled stadium. <laughs> hey, in the future, Sam, y'all y'all need to uh, have some award for the winner of the Burgundy and Gold game. You know, something that represents Burgundy and Gold uh, since both teams. Like to rep that color, even though West Charlotte looks a little bit better. West Charlotte um, looks a lot better. Yeah, let let let's let's have some kind of trophy for that. You know, now, and, last year we had the exact same colors, but you know we're bringing back that old gold back, and I think that that's important. You so, guys look good. I, I'm gonna say that the uniforms look good. Well, the team look good too, but the uniforms look great. Well, with any football game on the West Side, you're gonna have good food. Okay, at West Charlotte, once they get back in their stadium, you're going to smell that fish cooking. You're supposed Damn. to smell it at Harding, but they didn't have it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm used to on the West Side. Even when West Charlotte was bad and we would go over there and I had to work up in the press box, yep. coach from the press box, I'd always send somebody down to get me one of those fish plates in the middle of the game. What you cooking this week, Dale? What you got? Unfortunately, I didn't cook. I wanted to, but I had well pump issues. But uh, we'll show people how to make uh, food that you can go pick up that's fairly popular look good uh, or taste All right, good. well, let's get the video. Drop it, Lance. Would you? As I asked, would you? My lunch, I could not do wings because of some issues here at home. My Frank's is going to go on a hot dog from Cookout, a corn dog. I do have a bacon wrap, but I don't normally put Frank's on it. I might. Sure why. Okay, how did we do? Well, there is only one way to find out. Always good. That's not the first time. The corn dog. They make some of the best corn dogs you'll get. Alright, never put Frank's in my bacon wrap before. Yeah. Frank's goes over anything. A little extra because this bacon wrap is one of the best sides you can get and I, of course had a lot of extra francs here as hopefully you can see and I just wanted you to know this is good mm hmm 
Franks goes on anything. So you want me to, all right, I, I saw the suggestion. I don't know what it'll be like, but I, I'm, I'd give it a try. I would be down with that. I mean, I, I could not do the mayonnaise last week for obvious reasons. I hate mayonnaise, but the Franks, I could do it on the ice cream. I would even be willing to mix it in the sun drop, see how that is, but I think it'd be okay. I'd, I'd try that. So, I, I, hey, ice cream was I'm sorry, go ahead, Gary. I think, uh, I think, uh, you and uh, Chris are going for an NIL deal because one of you got Cheerwine and Franks, and the other one got Sundrop. I, I, I think we're looking at an NIL deal. What yeah, you think? <laughs> oh, they're getting there. I mean, you know, Chris is already partially, he's like the unofficial sponsor, uh, you know, well, for, for you know, if you will. They're getting there. Interestingly enough, I was sponsored by Cheerwine a few years ago, and and you know I could probably make that call and do it again. And, and Cheerwine actually does on Sundrop, but I just love Sundrop. You know, I'm not out there promoting them because I'm trying to get their money. I love Sundrop. In fact, I just want free Sundrop, so they can send it to me. I'll send them my address. We'll make that happen. Sundrop is great. Hey, and that ice cream with Frank's really the first time I tried it was back about I don't know a month or so ago, and I didn't know what it was going to be like. Wow, it is good. It really is. You need to patent it. Patent it? <laughs> when do you see some other stuff I'm going to do? Out there. <laughs> Make some Frank's uh, ice cream. How's that? <laughs> I, I've got a whole bunch of other ideas about this, uh, you know, extreme stuff. And actually, I'd like to hear some ideas. Uh, Chris threw an idea down. Um, you know what? I'll try it, man. I'll, I'll try anything. I might end up saying I'll never do it again, but. No. <laughs> you remember there used to be this commercial with these little kids on it, and they would say, "Give it to Mikey." Mikey. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey will try anything. Yeah. Yep. But yep. now they need to make a Dale commercial. Man, that was a long time ago. We're talking about Life cereal. I don't even think they've made it since the eighties. Well, Gary was a Gary was well. Actually, you were an adult by then, weren't you? They that that commercial was in the seventies. Yeah, I was a kid in the seventies. Yeah, I remember it. All right. Well, wait, what do we have on tap now? Uh, I haven't even looked at our notes. Uh, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm missing it. All right. We're going here into Grice's Gems. Let's go ahead and roll the music. All right, Grice. Hey, we're here for Grice's Gems. You have made this segment here what it is. Uh, I'm excited to talk about these young guys. Uh, well, what do we have on tap here tonight? We've got some great performances here. And I think, you know, one of the good things about this, you know, Guru, is that the, these guys aren't specifically in our Charlotte metro area. A lot of big performances by some guys, you know, around the state that I want to highlight. Absolutely. And that's what I love about this show, expanding. You know, I've always been that statewide Murphy Domanio kind of guy. And, and now here with Talking Preps, man, we're going Waynesville to Wilmington, Murphy Domanio, everywhere yeah. in between. Oh, yeah. Let's look at some of these incredible performance here for Grice's gyms. Uh, we're going to go over to west side of Lincoln County, West Lincoln High School. Uh, Mason Avery, talk about his big game Friday night. And Mason Avery, of course, 25 carries for 180 yards in a 27-7 win over Cherville High School. Now, hey, Avery so far, he's got 59 carries for 423 yards in two games. Again, we talk about looking at the bigger picture of some of these great performances. And, hey, we always know the guru has, you know, the, the Mr. Football on tap. We know Mason Avery's a guy we need to consider here as we see him catching one for a big touchdown there. I mean, he seems like a versatile kid that can do it all. 
you know, you see traditionally here in a, a wing-based offense, that running back, if, he, if he's going to be on, it's going to be a long night for the defense. Guru, your thoughts? Absolutely. And just looking at it right here, um, first thing I notice is that he gets downhill really quick. You know, once he gets that first or second step, gets past that initial wave of linemen, he is running downhill. And anytime that happens, it's hard to bring a guy down. Let's look at him right here playing defensive end while he comes off that edge really quickly. Uh, there you see him right there in the fullback, hand in the dirt. And there, boom, downhill already. Uh, you know, West Lincoln runs a very power-based offense to begin with. I like everything I see from Mr. Avery. Definitely. That's why he's a crisis gym. The next, uh, Hazan Collington out of North Henderson. Again, 13 carries, 207 yards, and four touchdowns, and a big 56-21 win over Rosman here. Again, you see the, the, the low number of carries and high yards per carry. Emphasize he was a guy that, hey, big performance here. A lot of long touchdown runs here as he was big in that win over Rosman. You know, and, and I know, and granted, it's it's Rosman who's a 1A team, but that doesn't matter. It's hard to get yards against a middle school team sometimes. You've still got to be out there running those 207 yards, and you've still got to carry the rock and tote the mail. And that was an excellent performance right there. 13 carries, 207 yards. I'm, I'm not a math major, but I can tell that's a lot of yards per carry. Kudos to a big night uh, in that win over Rosman. Hey, let's look in right here at another big win, Grice. Danny Parker at South Brunswick High School. Uh, that's another team that just really likes to run downhill and grind you. He had a huge five-touchdown game shutting out Midway. And I, I just want to throw this nugget out there to you, Grice. They shut out Midway, who the Thursday, the Monday night before scored 80 in a game. So, I mean, that, that's a great defensive performance. Tell me about it. Hey, that's, you know, a big thing there. You know, we talked about that Monday a little bit on uh, last show. We had, you know, Midway's a team that had a lot of offense. Again, while the defense did well against Midway, you see Danny Parker with a, a core element in South Brunswick putting up 33 points um, with 197 total yards there. So, again, five touchdowns. I mean, that's one of the biggest performances we had in week two here. So, got to highlight this big win over a team that scores a lot of points. Hey, tell us about this next guy. They had probably one of the biggest wins of the, the state last night or Friday night. Hey, we talk about former Easter Sight quarterbacks. You know, we, we know, you know, how, how good Easter Sight was in Little 4A. Uh, you know, now Jalen Rayner is the next guy on that mantle. You know, dual threat guy ran for 127 yards and four touchdowns while also passing for 177 yards and a score. And what I think is one of the biggest and probably most I don't want to say improbable wins because East Forsyth is a great program, but to how big they beat Rolls with 55 to 26. We see here this is a big reason why. I just don't know, Guru, how they keep finding these great dual threat talents here, and they look like they're going to be a factor here in 4A. Well, Forsyth County is a hotbed for talent, and you've got a great Hall of Fame level coach in Todd Willard. They're, they're going to get it done. They won back to back 4A championships coming into the shortened spring season last year, obviously, due to about six D1 guys moving on. They didn't have the year they expected, but I'm here to tell you guys this East Forsyth team is the real deal. When you look at Jalen Rayner, he's one of the reasons why uh, they can get it done through the air, on the ground, on defense. They're going to be fun to watch as this year goes on. Definitely, as a coach, have my eye on that East Forsyth team and know if we have to play them, Jalen Rayner is going to be a key guy that we have to stop. Let's bring it back closer to the 704, though, Guru. Uh, help me with this. Is it Steven Zayakowski? I think I got that right. Zayakowski, Porter Ridge. I am proud of that. Hey, 34-10 uh, win over West Cabarrus. Again, he's a guy that does it all. So let me try to get this right. 14 tackles, interception, a pass breakup, plus one reception for 25 yards, 
also had four carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. I mean, what else did he do? I'm sure he was selling Chick-fil-A sandwiches at halftime. Yeah, I was going to say, he was probably the water boy. He probably taped up some ankles before the game. He may have even drove the bus. Who knows? Uh, but I am so happy that we got a guy like this on this segment because far too often we talk about the guys who put up the massive yards, and rightfully so. But you and I both know we've been around the game a long time, both coached it a long time. Without guys like this that can do get their hand in the dirt, who can play hard-nosed football, without those guys, you're not going to win a lot of games. And and I see him, you know, he might not have the stats, but he's a guy, if I was a college recruiter, I would look at a guy like them because those are typically the, the heart of your program or men like that. They're kind of that glue that keeps it together. Definitely. And, I mean, as a guy, you know, I love the versatility. You know, we talk about having some of these guys that play both sides of the ball. This ain't a 1A or 2A program here. It's a, you know, a 4A type school where you got a guy, he's playing both sides of the ball, you know he's valuable to their team. And with the heck of a game they had versus West Cabarrus, he had to be a crisis gym. Well, man, that was another week at Grice's gyms, man. You just keep getting it right, Grice. Uh, I can't wait to do it again next week. Like I tell you, every week, guys, if you ball, you're definitely going to get the call. So send us a, a message, send, you know, send me a DM on Twitter. If you have a big game on Friday night, if you're a parent, you're a supporter, and you see a player that had an outrageously great game, send that to myself, send it to Langston Wirtz, uh, Langston Wirtz Jr. on Twitter, and let us know if you want to be a Grice's gym. Wow, great segment, Grice. Uh, we talked about some incredible players, and I think we get to do it again here with Fresh Faces. Oh, yeah. Let's drop it. All right, everybody, back here with the Grice. I'm the guru. Hey, you know what? That sounds like a pretty good show, Grice and the Guru. You know, we got Mike and Mike, you know, Mike and the oh, Madman, whatever. I kind of like this Grice and the Guru. Oh, I think we're going to get legs on him. I like it. <laughs> I think so, too. Hey, we got fresh faces here tonight. Uh, it's going to be big because we have got some absolute young ballers that are going to be big time here with, before the end of the year. So I can't wait to talk about them. Hey, first one right here, South Brunswick lineman, offensive and defensive lineman Garrett Frazier uh, had four sacks against Midway, shut out Midway. Remember, Midway scored 80 points the week before, and, and this guy right here, he 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 just got on him, Grice. Again, I love it. I mean, you talk about, you know, high-powered teams and the ways to stop them. If you've got a lineman that's dominant, you know, in the trenches and you're trying to, you know, do a lot of things offensively, that's going to be the biggest deterrent to scoring a lot of points and getting a lot of yards. So, again, a guy like that having four sacks, we've got to highlight him again. After all the pub, you know, publicity with Midway the week before and the insane video game style numbers, the next week, hey, you're not blocking, you're not tackling this game, it's going to be tough. So, good to see uh, Garrett Frazier really dominate in the trenches last week. Absolutely. And, and I got to say it, it don't matter how shiny those toys out there in the perimeter are. The skilled guys can be phenomenal. You don't have those big guys up front, those hog mollies to kind of move oh, yeah. from point A to point B. You're not going to win a lot of football. Definitely. All right. Let's look at our second fresh face here tonight. We're going to stay right here in the Queen City. West Mecklenburg running back linebacker B.D. Waddell, the fifth here, is the son of the Hawks head coach. Uh, he had a big night, Grice. So what do we know about this young man? 
again, coach's son, I've, you know, I've, you know, pretty good relationship with Coach Waddell. I know that, you know, that lineage and how proud they are of that name. You know he's not going to put his son out there on that field unless he's truly ready. And I think he showed that against uh, Rocky River. Uh, you know, 12 tackles, you know, three for a loss. Again, had a two-point conversion uh, that, you know, was a game-winning touchdown also in that come-from-behind win over Rocky River. Uh, it, it's amazing because I think this kid is maybe a sophomore, if that. I think he's a young kid. And, and you know, I look forward to see how well he's going to do in, in that ceiling again. Coach Waddell taking over that program last year, or I guess you know this spring with with COVID, he's a kid that we've got to watch out for in a fresh face that I think is going to be around here for a while in the Queen City. Yeah, and West Mecklenburg's two and zero. That's a team we're going to certainly have to look out for in that three A rank. So that's a big one. Hey, let's look here at the next fresh face tonight. Uh, Hobson's quarterback Loden Bradshaw has led his team to one hundred and sixty five points in the first two weeks of the game. Uh, that's the wrong film right there, uh, but I'll, I'll just kind of throw it out there. Hopton, you know, you've got the true air raid offense. Um, my, my, my good man, Coach George Coltharp, uh, calling the shots, and an offensive line coach, uh, Joe Salas, who is one of those, you know, godfathers, I guess, of, of air raid football there running the mix. And here we go. You see the, the Hopton Wildcats there, the gold britches. Uh, and look at this guy going right there. He, uh, Loden Bradshaw, uh, getting it done with his feet through the air in the hunt in the 93 point performance that they put up Friday night through uh, touchdown passes. Let me make sure I'm looking at it right. He hit six different receivers, I believe, for touchdowns throughout the night. Uh, just an incredible performance. It's great. And I mean, again, you, you know, in an air raid offense, if they're being successful, the quarterback is doing everything he needs to do. You can see him throwing here under pressure, delivering that ball for a touchdown. I mean, it, it's no secret with, you know, Coach Coltharp, Coach Salas, and, and those guys being the masterminds behind this offense, why they're successful. So I'm looking forward to seeing everything he can do this year because, again, starting out this fast, having this level of success, look out. He may be a name we have to consider, Guru. I mean, that's, that's some video game style numbers. I know. I say that, but you know, no he starts 165 no. points. Goodness. Yeah, no kidding. I also just want to throw the name out there. Bobby Dial rushed for 255 yards and on, on 21 carries. That's some kind of big time numbers. I have a feeling that this team is going to shatter the North Carolina scoring records for a season. Uh, it's going to be that fun to watch. Uh, but let's look at this next fresh face this week. Uh, South Mecklenburg offensive defensive lineman uh, Teron Williams, six foot eight with an 84 inch wingspan. But the most important stat you see it right here on the bottom of the screen the 3 5 GPA. Uh, smart players, uh, they, they, they play smart football. I mean, you see all these articles, links is writing, you know, talking about why is Joe Evans, you know, doing well? It's an upset. And an upset when you got a line, you know, got to tackle that big. You just run behind them and you go ahead and get yards. I mean, it's no secret to success. You know, when you've got offensive linemen that are doing what they're doing. And I think having a kid like that, he's a smart kid. He's a big kid with great size and, and, a, and a great wingspan there. Those are all the measurables for an excellent offensive tackle. And I think he's shown that so far. And their tough loss to the Catholic, but also their comeback and their, you know, borderline destruction of, uh, of Providence this past week. So I'm excited to see that kid. While he may be a fresh face to us, I don't think he's going to be a fresh face uh, for too long around here. No, I don't think so either uh, because that's just a great, great-looking player. And, and these were all phenomenal players here on Fresh Faces Christ. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, I can't wait to continue to uh, shine the big spotlight here from talking preps on these guys throughout the year. 
Definitely. It's been great to see it so far. And I think as we continue this season, you know, even in this COVID year, I think it does provide a lot of opportunities maybe for guys that don't don't get that shine normally or for players that are playing outside of the major viewing area for us to kind of get that spotlight and, and allow us to highlight them. So I look forward. Uh oh, mistake. <laughs> okay, I'm not Alex Bass. We do have Sam standing in. Really curious to see how this goes with Samuel. But uh, one's got to go breakfast food. Gary, you come up with these questions. We got pancakes, eggs, grits. Oatmeal and French toast. This is very easy for me. I hate eggs. Eggs <laughs> gotta go. Samuel, what do you got? It's so simple. Oatmeal. Like that's oatmeal. What, I love oatmeal. Why oatmeal? There's no chance. Like out of all the right there, French toast is like by far not going anywhere. Eggs, you can do so many different things with it. Pancakes, if you get that nice little crunch to it, unbelievable. Grits, you throw a little uh, vegan meat in it right there. Mm. Good stuff. Can't roll with it. Uh, Was that a vegan burger you eat before we came on the show? <coughs> yeah, uh, impossible burger. Impossible burger. Yeah, yeah. Gary, oatmeal. I'm I'm with Sam. I, I, I can't like Gary. Dude, I love oatmeal. I'm, I'm not a breakfast person, but when I do eat breakfast, it's probably going to be cereal oatmeal. I, I, I like oatmeal. Dale. So this one's kind of good because I, I love oatmeal. So no, oatmeal's not going. Grits. Yeah. It's good too, man. Put a little bacon on, a little grease. Uh, you know what are we narrowing down to? So we got pancakes. I love pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes got eggs in them. French toast. Love French toast. French toast made with eggs. I got my eggs on all that, right? So yeah. eggs can go. I love eggs, by the way. But since I got eggs with my other stuff, I got my eggs. So. I'm with you there. I, I don't like food logic. Food logic. We lost. We lost Dale all together. He just left the room. I guess he wants to <laughs> um, One's got to go reality TV. We got housewives. Show. This is really easy for me. Housewives shows, talent shows, cooking shows, survivor type shows. I'm, I'm going to say this real quiet because my wife might hear me, but housewife shows got to go, man. I mean, oh, my God. I'm so sick of looking at housewife shows. But having housewife shows playing in the background, just get rid of the housewife shows. Give me an example of the housewife shows. Like uh, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives, Housewives of New Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey. Housewives of everywhere. Yeah. That has, oh my God, that has no chance out of watch that. Now I thought when it's Housewives shows, what's the name of that? Uh, Chip and uh, Joanna. What are they? What is it called? Chip and Joanna. Where they like? You know too much. Oh, let's say I like that. Well, I know you're not gonna get rid of survival type shows because you're gonna do a survival type show one time. That is right. That yeah. is right. You know. <clears throat> Part of one, and they still trying to bring us back. <laughs> um, yeah, hundred percent. Housewives shows. I'm with you. You finally you're thinking right, Langston. I'm with you. You just took you a, a whole round early, you know. <laughs> Gary, what you got? Man, this is tough. I, I, I hate to admit, but in the summer, when there's not a whole lot of sports on, and I have to watch TV with my wife. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I end up watching these housewives shows, and, I, and I'll be like, "What did she do?" And and you know, I get involved a little bit. Gosh, Netflix um, is too good to be stuck on housewives shows. Go yeah, watch Town uh, Town High on I, Netflix. That's really. I cool. love I love cooking shows, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't like survival type shows. Yeah. Oh, Gary, you better. Um, but 
I've never watched the talent type shows like Dancing with the Stars American and American's Got Talent and all of that kind of stuff. I can't get into that. So the one that's got to go for me is the talent shows. Damn. Oh, hey, let me comment on Gary from oh. Dell real quick. Like, how in the world can you like housewives show? It's just strictly drama of what I'm hearing. It's fake drama, too. Yeah, now, I know it's orchestrated. With way too much makeup. Why do women have on so much makeup? I don't know. But like talent shows, that's one of the best things. Like you're seeing someone that's passionate about something. They could be they can move you to tears in one of those shows. Talent shows, like you hear someone sing a great song on American Idol or uh, America's Got Talent or something like that. I'm telling you, man, it, it'll 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 choke you up. See, I like that type of stuff. But all right, Dan, what's gotta go? Speaking of drama, survival shows are drama too, by the way. Yes. They're they're they're, they're fabricated <laughs> drama. So <laughs> out of all the I'll tell you what, it wasn't fabricated where I'm at. I was well, I would keep a survival show. You definitely got to keep okay. the cooking shows. You know, that's uh, I, I, definitely got to go with that. Okay, Dan, we're going to come back to you on this Housewives. One. Kick the housewives. Go right, ahead. We're going to come back to you on this one. One's got to go sports channels, ESPN, NFL Network, NBA Network, Golf Channels, MLB. This is really easy for me, too. Baseball's got to go. But it's on you, Dan. You say it's on me? Yes. Golf, golf Channel. Oh, no, not my house. <laughs> no way I'm getting rid of golf because golf's always great. Um, yes, sir. MLB, like Langston, he's on the right path now. He's there you talking. go. There you go. Yeah. Gary. Can I get rid of two? Yes. <laughs> I'd get rid of the NBA network, too. I, I, I would get rid of the golf channel and the MLB network. How do you get rid of the – you can't swing a golf club, Gary? It's not a matter whether you can swing – it's too slow. It's like I don't know how you get rid of that. I'd rather yeah. watch paint dry. Yeah. Oh you hit something, you walk after it, you hit it again. Golf is that's, that's, that's my favorite sport. Okay, Gary, just for that, we're going to start that's with you. Once got to go, Kyle's game day host, Reese Davis, Desmond Howard, Herbie, David Pollock, Elite Corso. <laughs> Now look, I like old people because I'm I'm on my way. <laughs> I knew you were going here, but sometimes I don't even think Lee Corso knows where he is. I know or, I'm gonna say or, or, or what game he's picking or anything. So I, I think it's time for Lee Corso to to retire. Um, so you don't want any more of the heads and and picking and none of that. No. Thing? No, is Lee Corso the Dick Vitale guy? He 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 makes Dick Vitale look young. See, I love yeah. Dick Vitale. I'm just curious. What you say, Sam? How you doing, Sam? <laughs> like it's so, like I'm thinking like people are giving him flashcards behind because he is so lost. He really is. Yeah, he is 100 so, percent right. I take it you're going the same way, Samuel. Say what? You going the same way? Yeah, Lee Corso. All right, Dale, what you got? No, I'm keeping Lee because he is old. And besides, they're going to get rid of him. <laughs> He's lucky to get another season. Uh, is anybody going to game day on Saturday? I, I actually had somebody ask me if I wanted to go. One of the guys that does some photography with me has asked about that. Um, so none of them. I can't get rid of any of them, Langston. Lee's, Lee's going to get pushed out, so, you know. All right, it's almost time, and I'm all, I'm almost on time. 
You guys got right, we're, five we're minutes. Heavy. Let's go. Let's go, Grind. You guys got a hard five minutes. What's that, Richard Brown? That movie. We're gonna go a hard three minutes. You guys gonna go a hard five minutes. Only one guy got the reference. Only one guy got the reference. Harlem Nights. Well, hey, let's, let's, hey, it's that time. Hey, by the way, I'm here. Come on. I, mean, I got it. Welcome to. I gotta Welcome to another edition of All right, man, let's get it on. Oh, 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 we got a big night let me, here tonight. Let me take 15 seconds to just start. I don't think I've ever disagreed with anybody on this show more than I did Gary that last second. <laughs> he watches Housewives shows with the golf channels boring? Are you kidding me? Like, I know. It didn't kick Corso out? No, blasphemy. Corso, Corso doesn't even know what he's talking about anymore. He don't even know the team's name. Yeah, he's like, he, his percentages are pretty good, though, with the head the on. on. Come on, man. Y'all love Dick Vitale, but no Lee Corso. Get out of here. Dick Vitale could go. Dick Vitale has substance. Lee Corso does too. He has has catchphrases. Okay. All right. All right. Grice, you get to go first this week uh, just because of the way you're being. That's cool. College kickoffs. uh, ECU App State. Charlotte versus Duke. Clemson versus Georgia. Who do you like, Grice? You're on the clock. Man, I am biased here. I love Coach Will Healy, what he's done with that program, and to start their game, you know, start their season, especially after a kind of a, a, a hiccupy, you know, off and on type season they had last year. Those guys are coming out with a bang playing Duke. And I think they're really going to have that place jazzed up. I think they're going to be ready to go. And I think they're going to give Duke you know, a little bit more than they can handle the start. Now, if they can keep that going, we'll see. But I'm excited for that game. I think there's going to be a legit shot. But I mean, you know, we read the Scott Fowler article at least i did i mean this this weekend in the queen city is just amazing i mean for football you know grinder we'll be battling it out friday night we'll have charlotte going thursday night you know you got was it ecu app state there and then just the coup de gras the final the dessert on the the great college football menu is that clemson georgia game i mean we'd That's have a night time in it yeah, we'd have to pay a mortgage payment to get out there and actually be able to, like, see Dabo. But, hey, forget about that. The Queen City is where it's at for college football this weekend, and I, I want to shine the light on the actual university here in Charlotte stepping up to play a big-time program. Yeah, I completely agree with Grice. I, mean, I can't argue with him. Like, this is a great highlight for Charlotte football. You know, it goes kind of with our high school football. You know what I'm saying? Because high school football in Charlotte, like – we know how we were talking about great games earlier. I would love if there's ever a COVID situation, you know, God forbid that. I would love to see Chambers versus Dutch Fork because I think Chambers would get them. And I ain't never said that about the GOAT. I think the GOAT's unbelievable, but I think Chambers, I think they're pretty daggone good. So. Ooh, hey, we're starting on some heat, baby. Let's wow. Go. I can feel it right here. Hey, that's all gas right there. <laughs> Flaming that fire. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, what's my coach's name at ECU? Mike Houston. Mike Houston. Mike Houston. Mike Houston. That's it. I think he's going to pull an upset with the App State. I would not disagree with you right there. Coach Mike Houston, you know, I've seen what he's done throughout his career. Let's not forget, he was a head football coach at TC Robertson High School, went to LR, went to JMU. Went to the um, national championship at LR. How does the yeah. LR? They, yeah, he, he, he will. Back. 
get Petey the Pirate back on track. Uh, ECU is going to get big time with him. No doubt. Who knows? He may be at an ACC or an SC school, but I'm with you right there, Coach Griner. Hey, let's move here to the second question because I know Langston wants to get off on schedule tonight. Thoughts on the first two weeks of high school football trends, predictions? Uh, you're on the clock, uh, Griner. Um, well, the trends is just stay stay away from COVID. <laughs> Drink, eat, eat less meat. And then you got you got great immune system. It only affect you. See, you don't even know you had it. <laughs> oh my god! And then the predictions is going to be. It's so hard. Like there's a lot of the heat index, wet bowl things. It's affecting a lot of teams. You have to get very creative as a football coach right now. So it's who's getting the most creative. And I, and I think we have a huge advantage having a pool. We have a pool at West Charlotte, and we use it. There's a lot of times where you can get work in because it's never too hot to get in the pool. So um, predictions, how do people adapt to what's going on with the COVID situations? And then exactly what are they doing with the wet bowl? Because it's still been hot the last few weeks. No, I, I agree 100%. I mean, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, what you're seeing now is, again, the better prepared programs, the better coaching, I think, is the, is the trend of the programs that you're seeing doing well. I mean, you see guys, of course, with that flexibility. Joe Evans, even with the, the dominant performance there over Providence, talking about how they weren't able to get out on the field uh, to practice a lot, of course, because of the heat. But then you see their programming, you see his plan. And, of course, you know, clearly with us playing Providence this week, Coach had a very detailed and organized plan that you can watch the game and see, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. This is who I'm trying to attack these are the key players i'm trying to utilize and i just think the coaching the coaching cream is rising to the crop in these first few weeks of the of the season so far my man grinder over there looking to go two and oh i mean i you know you gotta gotta give him the credit there coaches and guys working hard man he's, he's building that program up and you're seeing proof of that on the field and even you know being able to see him uh scrimmage burns i can tell that he's put in some work there and it's showing no kidding hey let's Thanks. go over to the Third question, uh, Grace, I'm going to stick with you on this one. Will Cam Newton never start in the NFL, uh, and where should he go? I, sad to say, and I love Cam Newton to death, I, I think it's it's over. Q, new edition, is this the end? Are you my friend? It's over. Um, it's just it's one of those situations where, you know, we, they talk about how you can see he's worked hard in the offseason, and it's just to the point now it's like you have to reinvent yourself. You can't be the young quarterback running around utilizing your legs to get out of trouble, you know, anymore. Like, it's the same thing of like, hey, what can you do different? Had a great preseason, but it's a little, you know, it's too little too late when you're doing the same as a rookie that's coming in here. And I think the lack of reinvention, you know, over these last few years for him adjusting his game to match his age or match the direction he's going is going to prove to be the death nail. I do think that he could potentially go, you know, be a backup. I think, you know, I'm sure Gary would love to, to see him in the Cowboys. But Dak's history, I'm sure there are a couple other places that for sure could use a veteran quarterback that could step in there. But new addition saying it best. Is this the end? I, I mean, I, I'm going to agree again, Grace. I mean, you're thinking very – it's about time you got on this level that you can think straight and we're agreeing on everything – um, Cam Newton, I don't think he'll start because here's the, the here's the main reason for him to be successful. He needs to have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Here's the problem: all those teams that have good offensive lines, they're they're happy with their quarterback play already. Yeah. Why are they coming to get Cam Newton? How many good teams do you know have a great offensive line situation and they need a quarterback? You see, what I'm saying that's the issue. He always holds the ball 
in my opinion, after I broke him down and watched him, the only year that he had that MVP year, he was super great because he was used like a Tim Tebow running the ball. Yes, Tim Tebow highlight right there for you, Gary. We almost made it. Here's the thing. He holds the ball a half a second to a second longer than anybody else in the NFL. Like, he really holds the ball. So you need to have great protection. Then he's able to make accurate throws. But whenever he's rushed, he's he's below average. Really I'll say one thing, and I've never been the biggest Cam fan, but I'll say this, and I agree with some things he put out himself, you know, seven, eight years ago. When Cam Newton was at the height of his career, you know, having that MVP season for the Panthers, he was 100% officiated differently than other quarterbacks because of his physicality and his scrambling. And I do think that that had a prolonged effect on his career with injuries and stuff. Yeah, I think Cam Newton had a really great preseason, uh, particularly game two. He's like eight out of nine or seven out of eight. Um, really looked good, but the last game is two out of five with an interception. But remember, he missed five days of practice with uh, the COVID thing. And Cam had COVID last year, and New England went to the tank. And he said, I didn't feel right when I came back. And he was like, he was very off after starting hot. And I think maybe Belichick has some some flashbacks to that. Bottom line, guys, I think there's a, a vaccinated and an unvaccinated in the NFL. And I think if it's close, I'm going to go to the vaccinated guy because I can't have my quarterback get COVID in the middle of the year. We're on a five-game win streak. Now he's got to sit out two weeks. I just think Cam cost himself by not getting the shot, in my opinion. I just think he cost himself. Gary, you want to talk about uh, the people in Louisiana and high school football players? There? <clears throat> yeah, about 16 years ago, we had Katrina about the same time. And, of, of course, you know, protecting life and and – and, and people's livelihood is the most important thing right now. But you you probably have thousands of kids in Louisiana that are not in school. And on top of that, they're not able to play football. And Louisiana is one of the biggest football states in America. They produce at least 100 D1 prospects every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be taken away from them at least a month. So I, I think we need to – you know, keep them in our thoughts and prayers. I, I know uh, when Katrina hit, I was I was at Vance, and we had a couple of kids actually move in from New Orleans, yeah. and uh, they were granted permission to play right away because of what happened down in, in Louisiana, and we'll probably see that again. They, those kids are going to scatter across the country so they can continue their, their high school seasons. Absolutely. All right, it's that time we reached the uh... – Highlight of the show, time for the big star to give his big thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a big star or not, but uh, I'll give you my thoughts. Um, I'm a little disappointed in the high school association on one <clears> thing. <throat> Nothing bad. It's just that college level, I wish we would get a little bit closer to the colleges, the way they're thinking. They allow you to use the number zero. We're not allowed to use the number zero in high school. I think it's very cool. All these kids won't arrive single digits. And you got people like me that's like, or like Joe. Joe does not have a number one. He thinks that it's like bad or something. And then I'm the same way with number six. So we lose some of these single digits. We add a zero and uh, we actually played with it this past game. But, you know, they told us we cannot play with it anymore. And I just think it's a cool thing. We give it as a token for the best defensive player of the week because you're always trying to produce a zero on that side of the scoreboard. And I think it's a very cool thing, and the kids are starting to gravitate because they see it from college. They would want to wear it. So I think we just – I mean, what is the big deal? How is making zero, you know, 
just being eligible to be out there and play in football, I don't think it's that big of a deal. All right. Well, we almost made it today, guys. We're only five minutes heavy. We're getting closer and closer every week. Great show today, guys. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate Chelsea. Kinsey did say they're playing Bowling Green on Wednesday, on Thursday, rather. Kinsey, how you doing? Hope you're getting straight A's. We got to have you on the show one day. Um, I'm saying it. I'm saying it here. I've never pulled against Tommy Knotts ever, but if they go against Chambers, he will lose. Ooh, boy, he said it twice. Burr, 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 burr. All right, here we go. Al Langston, that's, Co- that's Sam Griner. He said it. That's Chris Hughes, the guru, the number one voice of high school football. Gary Richmond, Dale Ross. Uh, <laughs> I'm like losing. Your phone um, buzzing, Chris. Uh-oh, Chris' phone buzzing already. <laughs> I, know. They, 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 I know. My phone just buzzed. That's why I was laughing. Uh, thank you guys for watching Talking Press. We'll catch you. Uh, tomorrow night, we got uh, Jeff Craddock from um, Tarboro. On on uh, talking preps overtime, uh, really great interview. I think you guys enjoy that. Next week we have uh, Jalen uh, from uh, help me, Jalen from Vance the lineman. Swindell Swindell is going to be on the game show, taking on Samuel next week. So we have a fun show next Good. week. Next time on talking preps, like it.